welcome to Double Oz 7 for our monthly episode that we're actually on track to hit for three months in a row. This is groundbreaking, at least within the couple of years that we've been on a semi-layoff. And we are here without Noah again because it just seemed appropriate. Uh, We actually tried really hard to get him on here, but uh, Noah was too busy. Um, He wasn't seeing his dad this time. He was just in another country and pretending to be James Bond. So it's just Ben and I here today to return for our commentaries. We are up to Diamonds Are Forever, which I believe, was it September that we drew this movie? When was I there? September, yes. September. Okay, so we teased this back in September and we're finally here for another commentary. Diamonds Are Forever. And um, I love these commentaries because it means I know how long the episode is going to go for. So we're going to be here for approximately two hours and one minute. So <laughs> get ready for it. My name is Colin, and um, I tried to get out of this movie too, but Noah beat me to my excuse. And my name is Ben, and look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my name is now, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was going to do Noah there. Oh. My name we'll is do Noah, it and I love this movie. You all suck. Shut up. Boo. <laughs> I don't have time for 007. <laughs> Excuse me while I go teach English to Koreans. Uh, I'm about to go to Hong Kong and Vietnam because I'm so special. <laughs> Can we just do this entire episode as Noah? <laughs> This movie would be so much better with Roger Moore instead of Sean Connery. <laughs> Colin, you suck. This movie's great. Bite me. <laughs> drop dead, Ben. <laughs> yes, We're ben, doing drop, well. Drop dead. You suck. God of the day sucks. Uh, so here we are. Diamonds are forever. We're back to our commentaries. And um, we took a break there to talk about James Bond Jr. <laughs> wow. What, a, what an hour that was. Uh, but um, I don't even know how many Conneries have we hit at this point. We've done Goldfinger, um, two Do- Doctor No, We've done Doctor yeah, No, yeah, that's and, it. And um, and I've only yeah, Do- Noah. No, hi, that's me. Was on for <laughs> Doctor No, and then I was on for Goldfinger. I, I vaguely was Goldfinger the episode we killed Roger Moore. That was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. The last time we did a Sean Connery commentary, we killed a Bond actor. Sean Connery is not safe. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe direct all of your uh, psycho powers towards Winton Kid or something. <laughs> they're probably dead too, and now they're rolling over in their grave. Probably. This is Double Law 7, the show where we kill famous actors. Welcome to the show. I hope Noah has uh, safe travels. <laughs> like really oh, no. safe travels <laughs> if we wake up tomorrow morning and Noah's dead can we pull this episode <laughs> I, I'm thinking this the police be... will be after us <laughs> there's gonna be investigations into this when we're done <laughs> oh, uh, we're if you have not um, listened to our commentaries we're gonna start it in a minute uh, we basically pause it right on the MGM lion so if you want to get your DVD queued up and as soon as you see the MGM lion just give it a pause but it's funny because when I was trying to think about which commentary are we doing next, uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the one Noah wanted to do, Diamonds Are Forever. And uh, I thought, oh, I feel like we've covered all the Conneries already. But really, we haven't. Um, so, I mean, is this exciting? I think we've covered a lot of the Moors. 
Uh, no, even that we haven't really, have we? I think we've actually had a pretty good spread. Like, we... Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done all the Brosnans except for one. We've done two of the Craigs, um, only one of the Daltons, and three of the more. So, in all fairness, we've actually done a very good spread. Oh, we've done 100% of the Lazenbees. But, wow, um, like becoming Bond? <laughs> no, not yet. But, I mean, obviously, given that there's more Conneries and Moors, that well, it feels like we probably haven't done as much. But, you know, I think mm-hmm. we've, we've, we've done a nice enough spread. I mean, if I look at this list, yeah, we've probably done more of the modern ones. Post A View to a Kill, we've only not done three of the films. So, four of the films. Um, so, yeah, I think the old ones we're going to catch up on a little bit. But, again, I think we've spread it quite well between all the actors. And I'm pretty sure I rank this very close to my bottom. Um, did you have it as low? I know Noah didn't. Um, I think I have it in the middle, because like, I actually don't mind Diamonds Are Forever. I don't like it as much as Noah does. I need to pull up the list. But I, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed this film. It's, it's kind of like a Die Another Day, where it's like, I know it's dumb, but I can enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> but I like Die Another Day better. Uh, oh, you just lost me. <laughs> I would play the music, but I can't be bothered editing it in post, so just pretend you heard it. <laughs> uh, These are usually easy I'm... episodes to edit. You just copy and paste. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I- I'm pretty sure this was like my third bottom. I'm, I'm more than certain I had License to Kill as my bottom, Diamonds are for, or Die Another Day as my second last, and then this is my third last. But we'll talk a little bit about reviewing our opinions because it's been several years since we covered this. But uh, do you have your movie queued up? Uh, I do. I, I'm, just a, I'm just on the line. Well, okay. Yeah, so the line. I'm listening to uh, Casper climb on top of something downstairs and get yelled at. <laughs> so ignore any of the crying in the background, uh, any of the screaming, crying, and then whatever other noises Casper's making. Um, <laughs> this is quite distracting. All right, we should get into the shut movie up, here. Casper. What's <laughs> shut up? <laughs> Put him back in the cupboard. <laughs> um, so we're gonna have to do a countdown here. Uh, what are we gonna do? Um, Three, Noah. two, what? Noah? <laughs> Noah. Three, two, one, Noah. Yes. <laughs> okay. In Noah's and... voice. <laughs> Three, two, one, Noah. <laughs> oh, what a pretty lion. Oh, lions. Um, you had this I, uh, at 20, 20 second. I had it at 17. <laughs> and I had it at... Uh, fourth, fourth. Oh, I, I just remember like when we were going through because you know if people haven't listened to our episodes in order, uh, when we went through Doctor No all the way up to the release of Spectre, did all the Bond movies. Uh, we would do our rankings as we went along, and I remember week after week as we were recording, Noah saying like, "I still have Diamonds Are Forever at number one." I'm just like, "Come on!" Well, he has it above on a Majesty's Secret Service, so. Oh, what's speaking, wrong with him? Speaking of which, we all know the elephant in the room here right now. We know what we should be getting right now, shouldn't we? <laughs> but sadly, <Yeah. laughs> we don't. Well, see, that's the the first thing I was thinking about when we we're getting ready to record this. I was because I I saw this movie maybe in the first half dozen of Bond movies when I was you know really getting into them as a teenager. And I remember the first time I saw this thinking, like, I love that movie. And it was probably several years before I rewatched it again. And I always think about, you know, oh, what are my favorite Bond movies up to this point? And I had, like, Diamond. That was a great-looking punch, wasn't it? (laughs) 
I've seen more realistic punches that and kill Phil. <laughs> um, but yeah, I always think like, yeah, this is one of my favorite Bonds. Even this, his, my name is Bond, James Bond. Talk about phoning it in. Look at that shirt. There's just, she's not wearing one, Ben. <laughs> no, I'm talking about him, you perv. <laughs> look at that arm hair. Now that's a man. Oh, what a man. Uh, yep. So this, this holds up well. <laughs> His hairpiece doesn't. <laughs> oh, this movie's just so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, like when I eventually rewatched it, I'm like, what did I see in this movie? And I think a lot of it has to do with the the order. I mean, if you've if you're going through the Bond movies, you know, here and there, this may be acceptable because let's say you watch this after Goldfinger. There's a nice mustard bath, whatever they're doing to him. But um, I don't know. Just knowing this was supposed to follow on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and if you ever watch these movies in order, it's just nothing about it seems right. It's just it's it's the wrong approach in every way. I remember when like I would watch these, and I think we saw on Her Majesty's Secret Service, and you know, I said to Dad like, "Oh, you know, he gets married, and that's it. He's just forgotten about it." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, they bring it back in like the beginning of another one." And I, of course, thought it would be this one, but I, I mean, as, as a kid, I don't think I knew what was in order and stuff. So it does feel very odd when we eventually get sort of a reference to it. But um, yeah, that is like the worst stunt ever. Sean Connery does a half <laughs> barrel roll as he pulls a rope of mustard. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Blofeld buried in Grey Poupon. What's the, the one-liner of, all? Oh, that's full of shit or something? Or <laughs> <laughs> This really is disgusting. I don't know what they use for this, but it's gross. <laughs> He's got a water pistol. <laughs> <laughs> It is, um, I think the first time I saw this was, it might have even been on TV. This was one of the first ones I did see. But I used to always remember just watching this one, just going, oh yeah, this one's a bit of fun. Like, I just, I, Mm -hmm. you know, I just enjoyed it for that. But like, I think you're right. Like, when you know the order and the context and everything, it does lose a bit of its, you know, pull. Well, I wonder if it would be possible to, you know, leave out this pre-title scene, reorder this somewhere, like put it. I don't know, in between Moonraker and Fear Eyes Only and be happier with it. Well, if we have to watch Moonraker. Um... Oh, there, that's when it cues gadgets. It's called a mousetrap, 007. <laughs> I love the evilness of, like, how tight does that thing pull? Like, his finger, I, I think his finger should be chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> no response from this guy to the last knife. Why does he have to have three in him? Like, you're such a bad shot, Bond. Go straight for the head. Like, you shouldn't have to throw I three would... at him. Talk about lazy kills. Like, even Connery's action in this is lazy. Like, death by canoe. He just basically hit him with an overhead lamp. And Blofeld's giving up. He's been strapped in by, like, this tight... And look, even then he's wobbling as he's fallen into the mud pit. It's not exactly like it's, uh, you know, tight. You know, Casper can get out of his car seat buckles better than Blofeld got out of that. (laughs) Speaking of which, is he crying right now? (laughs) Hello, (laughs) Poshy. I'm sorry, can we just think of, like, great openings to pre-title sequences, and there's this one is a cat going, ring, 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 ring. <laughs> And then we get into Shirley Bass's song about penises. Now, I've always been torn, you know, because I love Goldfinger the song, but Diamonds Are Forever. I, I know there's some criticism 
with the song, particularly with the lyrics, which, of course, I didn't get the meaning of the lyrics until, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I think dicks, about a week people. and a half ago. They're about <laughs> dicks. I just got it now. <laughs> Replace diamonds with dick, and then you know what this song is about. But but I don't know. I mean, I, I still think this is one of the strongest songs. I don't know where I ranked in our song rankings, but maybe I'd have to revise it. I, it's 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 tough for me between this and Goldfinger. I think they're both epic songs. Look, uh, and I got a lot of shit for ranking Shirley Bassey songs so low, and it's, it's, again, not to take away from how great they are. It's just mine was, I guess, probably more of a personal preference as the songs I would listen to or which I prefer. But, I mean, again, you know, with the exception of Moonraker. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I'd probably think Diamonds Are Forever almost comes across a bit more iconic because I feel when people impersonate Shirley Bassey, they go to this song, not necessarily Goldfinger. It's more of a Diamond Are Forever, which is perfect, I know. Uh, <laughs> Can you do it, Noah? Singing Diamonds Are Forever? Let's get his presents here. <laughs> Don't know what that was. No, 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 in Korean, Ben. Oh, uh, no, no. You know, I, I go racist <laughs> enough half the time. I'm not even going to bother. Come on. You know that's going to turn bad. Um, I'm trying to um, find the song rankings. Jesus, that website sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Just stalling here. Um, with the Shirley Bassey songs... I know we commented on this uh, around the time we did the Quantum of Solace recap and just the Shirley Bassey song that was in the running for Quantum of Solace and how uh, it just wasn't what it could have been. That song, I I eventually re-listened to it several times. And I got to say, the the more you hear it, the more the not Quantum of Solace song really does get better. Mm. And I'd probably rank even that ahead of Gold, uh, not Goldfinger, uh, Moonraker. Well, it's not hard to rank anything above Moonraker, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever, I had it at 17. Uh, Noah had it at... I had it at 7! And you had it at 8, but you did have Goldfinger ahead of this. Mm. Uh, Goldfinger was at top 5? Five? 5, yes. So what did I have j- between Goldfinger and this? Uh, you had 6 Thunderball, 7 on a Majesty's Secret Service theme. Okay, yeah, I think that's fair. Whereas I had Diamonds Are Forever between uh, For Your Eyes Only at 16 and The Writing's on the Wall at 18. <laughs> now, is this, this an even bigger slap in the face in that pre-title scene? The fact that all of a sudden there's no mention of Tracy from this point on. There's no mention of why he wants to get rid of Blofeld. It's just jump right into the movie. Well, yeah. I mean... I can't imagine audiences, like, good old Mildred, bring her back into this, you know, between 1969 and, what, 1971. Like, were people anticipating this big revenge? Like, could you imagine if this mm-hmm. was... Imagine going into The Last Jedi and having a good film. Uh, but imagine going into The Last <laughs> Jedi and, like, Luke was just, you know, that that ending was nothing. And it was just kind of like, there's Luke, you yeah. know, on a farm or something like that, just chilling with <laughs> Chewie or something. Like I don't know, like, bad example. That's that would they would be able to work. You wouldn't be able to get away with it now. I guess is my point. Whereas, like, well, I guess back then, like, again, you don't have internet, you don't have this. But like, were people this mad coming out of the theaters? Like, oh goodness me, whatever happened to the reaction to his dead wife? I, I'd love to hear from anybody who was alive during um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service because that was fifty years ago. They're all who dead could possibly now. Possibly even still it. be with us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We just killed them. Uh, but, like, Honor Majesty's Service, it, it didn't get the business that, you know, the previous Bond movies did or the ones that followed, but it still made a ton of money. There were a lot of people who saw it, and I, I think the, the reputation of the movie improved over the years, so maybe it was just one of these things where people weren't 
really satisfied with it, so they didn't care when this came along, or maybe recasting Connery, you could almost pretend like it didn't exist. I just feel like, what if Quantum of Solace had started with that opening scene with him and Mr. White in the car, and you know it's still about Vesper's revenge, and then, you know, Jack White and Alicia Keys finish singing and then you just jump into a goofy movie like this like as as much as you're critical of quantum of solace can you imagine if it took a really campy direction like this following casino royale well i mean i a lot of what i appreciate about specter is it kind of goes a little bit more on the side of you know i don't say campiness but it, it doesn't take itself as seriously um so yeah i mean that would have been that would have been good i think um but it's you would have just... liked that quantum of solace with Winton Kid and Bambi and Thumper? I think I would have liked Quantum of Solace a lot better if they did a lot of different things to it. <laughs> um, come on, Doc, Mr. What, Green? I don't know. He's Dr. Mr. Dominus Green. Thank you. Do- Dr. Green, I presume. <laughs> ER, it's Anthony Edwards returns in his most <laughs> iconic role. But this time, he's evil. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, I think you're right. But it's just... I, I I kind of feel like there's got to be a part of it that it has to do with the casting. Like, you know, people would have been so excited that Connery was back that mm. surely, you know, they they weren't going to care for continuity. And I guess, you know, this franchise model of movies, you know, wasn't the norm back then too. Like, we're, we're just so used to it now that we expect continuity and things to make sense to pick up from the last film. Whereas back then it was, what, Bond films, you know, some of the, what, the Frankenstein movies, you know, there, there weren't a whole lot of, of franchises, were there? So... Yeah. And and to them, it was like no Bond movie was ever really a direct sequel. They were always just kept in their own world. So maybe it just wasn't something they expected. Maybe audiences back then were like, okay, cool. She's She's been killed at the end, poor Tracy, but it's James Bond. He's going to move on. That, that's how the 60s were. Your wife yeah. got shot. <laughs> you, you brushed off your coat. You got out of your car and you're like, oh, well, that sucks. Time to move on well, and save the world. There's none of this crying and, and going to see a doctor and grieving like us modern people do. And in all fairness, Honor Majesty's Secret Service came out the year of Woodstock. I mean, everyone was yeah. too stoned to remember what happened in that movie anyways. People landed on the moon that year. Everyone was really high. <laughs> hey, Winton Kid's something interesting too because um, I think, again, when I first yeah, saw this dude. movie, I just... <laughs> Give him an Oscar. (laughs) But like when I first saw this out of context, you know, and really loved the movie, I don't think I really had any negative opinions of Winton Kid. I didn't have any positive opinions either. They're just like, okay, they're okay, henchmen. And then when I watched this in context and over the years, I was like, man, these guys are terrible. I just think it was a, a little bit of the wrong approach because now years later watching this is even though I get more and more critical of Diamonds Forever every time I see it. I feel like Wit and Kids start to grow on me a little, although I like this opening scene where there's something kind of campy but sinister about them. And then when it just becomes a lot of jokes later on, as good as some of those jokes are, like, for a lady, you know, <laughs> those are good jokes. But I actually really like their creepy opening here. I wish they had maintained some of this creepiness. I've always liked Wit and Kid. Like, I mean, again, I'm not probably going to rank them in my top ten, but there's just... Yeah, like you're talking about the campiness and just the fun between the two of them. Are they like all the ads? Are they? They are gay, right? Like I'm not just that was yeah, that was what they were going for in in the same subtle way as Pussy Galore. You know, um, basically says to James Bond, "You're not my type," but won't go any further than that. But that, I mean, that's a pretty big deal, isn't it, for 1971 to have? Oh yeah, 
you know, a gay pairing. Uh, I mean, not obviously to the extent to say they're doing it in Rocket Man or something like that, but I mean, you know, it's still a pretty big deal. But you know, I've just I've always enjoyed them. Like I just think there's something about them that's just unique and fun. And you know, in, in a movie like this, they fit in very, very well. What is the attraction between Wit and Kid? Um, gosh, one's very smart. One's got a massive dong. Um, <laughs> there's always a dong involved somewhere. I was I was going to say it was the mustache here. The tickle me mustache, Mister Kid. <laughs> tickle me dong, Mister Wit. <laughs> Uh, is that what we've just named the episode? Tickle me dong, yes. Mr. Witch. <laughs> yes. Everybody else knew it before we did. Tickle me dong, <laughs> Mr. Witch. <Mr>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is what I love about I mean, this podcast. We come up with episode <laughs> titles. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is some weird cutting, too. Like, this mm. always kind of confuses me. They're in the middle of the conversation, and then you're cutting to Africa and you're 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 cutting to the, the old lady uh, Mildred on the side and then you come back to the conversation it's just kind of unusual that hairpiece is changing shot to shot <laughs> you know actually at the time of recording this and I hate talking about modern things when it comes to these actors because again Sean Connery will die but um there is there was a, a post this week somebody shared of Sean Connery like a rare sort of updated post of him with his wife and I just look happy together I mean, it's nice to see, because you don't see Sean Connery that often anymore, sadly. But, um, yeah, he's still with his wife, still with Tracy. <laughs> Even less now. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I'm going to like release this episode like straight away. <laughs> <laughs> we did that with Goldfinger, and look what happened. You know, I didn't have to catch a plane for like 24 hours and not hear about you until I landed. Oh, here's your money penny in, in oh, uniform. Money penny in uniform. She just, like, what is... She's like the Linda Hamilton of the 60s and 70s in the fact that she just... She looks older when she's not, like... How old was she here? Oh, God, pushing 80? I don't know. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lois. Rip, Lois. I mean, Connery wasn't even that old when this movie was made. Like, I don't know. Uh, let, me, let me find his age. You find uh, 1927, Maxwell. so she would have been... 44. Well, she was quite old then. Look, a hovercraft! Oh, setting the bar high. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, so she said she was born 27? Yep. Uh, Connery was born 30, so he was three years younger. So he would have been 41 here? Hmm. He looks older. See? I'm not just yeah. trying to... I'm not just trying <laughs> to, always- you know, jump on the women bandwagon here at the age. Connery also looks a lot older. Well, that's the other thing, like... With Sean Connery, I mean, he looked, you know, young-ish in his first four movies, I'll say. I think it was really You Only Lived Twice when the age just suddenly kicked in overnight. But even uh, with Dr. No, you you don't even realize how young he was. I mean, he was, I think, younger than Daniel Craig was when Daniel Craig was cast. Oh, not the old lady. Sorry. I do love this boat tour where they're just randomly pulling a body from the um, water and everyone's just like, oh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look at the hat look at that really sloppy camera work too is it, this is where isn't when Noah went here and he was like I went to the place where uh, Tiffany Case's apartment I speak English 
case. Yep. Per the Franks. <laughs> I didn't realize they had those electronic buzzy things in the six or oh, seventies. We're in the seventies, aren't we? <laughs> A doorbell was <laughs> a new invention in 1971. Obviously, if she's really concerned about security, she just leaves a fucking door open. Yeah, and she's barely dressed. He seriously looks like he should be in a nursing home. He looks so old. <laughs> he really looks... I, I Like, this is the argument I made, because I remember... It's not as big of a deal with Daniel Craig. With Daniel Craig, people just accept it, because, I mean, even though he's looking older, he's still, like, in incredible shape, but... When there was all this criticism towards um, Pierce Brosnan after uh, Die Another Day saying, well, he shouldn't do another Bond. He's like 50. Like, yeah, but he looked great. Like, Connery does not look great here. I'm sorry. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) I do think, though, like, and maybe it's just how people looked back in the day, though, like back during this period, because... I mean, what, Tiffany Case is probably meant to be in her 30s, late 20s, early 30s. Maybe, like, yeah. Like, and again, this is no disrespect to um, to her, but, like, she does not look like she's young. Like, I just, no. and I just, this is the thing, though, that I have whenever I watch sort of movies from this era. It's just that even the young, sort of beautiful people, to me, never look that young. So, I don't, I don't Do know, know if that's just the style of the way things are filmed or if it's just what people looked like in the 60s and 70s. Do you know, I actually thought about that recently when we were covering the Terminator movies, which you'll hear in a couple of months on the Oz Network. Um, <laughs> when we talked about Linda Hamilton, when she was like, what, 23? Mm. And I'm like, why is it she always felt like an old lady? And I think part of it was because, hi, Casper. Hi, Casper. <laughs> yeah, hi. What do you think of Diamonds Are Forever? He thinks nothing of it. Oh, he's crying. He wants to stay. Sorry, Casper. <laughs> Go away, Casper, um, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> but uh, I actually wondered if it was just the styles and everything because we're used to seeing you know people with 70s and 80s clothes and hairstyle and thinking about our parents and grandparents. So mm. maybe subconsciously you see somebody who's th- you know 30 years old, maybe doesn't look that old because of her hairstyles and everything, looks like a grandmother to us. But it's, it's interesting, though, because there are some exceptions. Look, I mean, Ursula Andress is stunning in oh, yeah. in Doctor No, and that was, what, 10 years previous to this. Um, Carrie Fisher I'd say, I'd say every, is, yeah, you know. Maybe it's the big hair, because I would say <laughs> even up through, you know, Diana Rigg. Mm. But from this point on, I feel like, and this isn't like, hey, let's, let's rank the hotness of the Bond ladies, but I, I would say pretty much everybody in the 70s and 80s, you know, <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, I'll take a hard pass. But it's, but it's, but again, even I don't want to define this by gender because even you would look at Sean Connery when he first started, yeah. and like, I mean, you look at his age, what he would have been thirty or something like that. But to me, if I was to watch that, not knowing his age, I would assume he'd be in his forties, just because of just how he looks. I mean, he looked great. I'm not saying he looked old or anything. He still looked fantastic. But I just think it's a lot of these movies that you know I often will watch something you know pre 1980. And often you just get confused on the ages because, you know, I mean, it could just, uh, many of things, like, as you said, it could just be you associate your parents. That is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where Goldmember gets it from on Austin Powers. Oh, this one's a keeper. Yeah. And they're in the Netherlands too. So, I mean, you know, that's exactly, that's, maybe that is where Mike Myers got it from. But, uh, 
So, I mean, Desmond Llewellyn, there's a man who just doesn't age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he always looked 80. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> I just want a whole movie of Desmond Llewellyn getting angry on the phone. <laughs> yes? My pizza? Are you there? <laughs> no wonder they cast John Cleese. He's so Basil Fawlty. <laughs> Connery making out with himself. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, yes, it's funny, but does it belong in a Bond movie? Can you imagine Daniel Craig or anybody doing this? Oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Noah picks women up in Korea. You are Korean? I speak Korean. (laughs) Get Noah to tell you the story about the time he was in a he was in a taxi. And um, basically, this guy was talking Korean to him, and he all but invited him to like hang out with him. But Noah didn't know how to say no to him, so he apparently <laughs> he 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 told a story about like, oh no, I've I've got to go meet my friend or something like that. And so this Korean guy was like, oh, I'll call your friend. Like, and Noah was like, no, no. And so like Noah made up a phone number, and this taxi driver rang up somebody who answered the phone just to get out hanging out with a red it was a funny story no one has to tell it better than i do but yeah he has good times over there in korea <laughs> this fight scene's pretty solid though yeah i i want him to be like no i punch you in english <laughs> best elevator fight scene until casino royale well that's not really a fight scene is it is there an elevator fight in Casino Royale? Well, I mean, Thingo dies in an elevator, but I mean, it's not really a fight scene, is it? No. Not one's time to lose one's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, let him go. I want to see decapitation. Oh, look at that brutal chop. <laughs> Some of the choreography, not so great. Look out, he's got a knife. <laughs> 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 watching lots of power. Her expressions are just brutal to watch. <laughs> it's like, like, okay, this is gonna sound weird, but uh, what, first of all, what's the name? I forget her name. Who plays Tiffany Case? Uh, Mrs. Case. <laughs> um, yep. We'll uh, Jill St. John. Yes. Okay. So watching, her, watching her act when not speaking is like watching somebody in a silent film, like really overdoing the expressions. Oh, oh. She's not dead, so she'll probably die. Uh, yeah. she, she's 78 right now, but uh, she was 41 when this, uh, 31 when this movie came out, sorry. Um, so she hasn't really done a lot. Like, um, Was she only, famous before this came out? She'd been in a lot more things before than after, but it says she's best known for... Diamonds Are Forever. She was in Around the World in 80 Days in 1989, where she was a woman mistaken for Princess Aelda. So that's good. Those nameless characters. Her career went far. Her most recent role was in the movie North Pole, where she played Mrs. Claus. Who played Santa? Bill Goldberg? (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, hold on. You just killed Roger Moore! (laughs) got a playboy bunny on the key he's a dirty man why do people know who james bond is i know it's so stupid like it's like 
This is the worst spy in the world. <laughs> like, everyone knows who he is. Uh, Robert Wagner played Santa Claus in that movie. He's not a very good actor. <laughs> Him or her, neither are good in this movie. A little old lady dropped them by yesterday morning. <laughs> As she's miming all of her actions. Yeah. I speak English. I speak English. <laughs> so this is the last time that Spectre makes an appearance. Until Spectre. That's interesting. Here's here's something to throw at you. As far as the pre-title scenes Don't go, throw it's not just at me. <laughs> <laughs> Who throws something at me? Have a lot there, you idiot. A shoe. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the oh, the pre-title scene is still going back there. It's just a lame pre-title scene, whether it's following our match secret service or not. What if this movie? Because you mentioned like your dad said, oh yeah, there was another movie where I think they briefly mentioned his wife at the beginning. For your eyes only. What if the pre-title scene of For Your Eyes Only was played in Diamonds Are Forever? You have him at Tracy's grave, and then you have something that's equally stupid, but maybe a little bit more exciting. Nice laugh there. That's good. Um, I think, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it would have... You still probably would complain about it slightly, because you're like, wow, they wrapped that up quickly, wouldn't you? But at least it yeah. would make sense chronologically. And then, and I'm guessing by then you'd still be able to use the name Blofeld and not just, what, bald man in mm. chair. Yeah. Um, and then, what, just have very campy, weird Blofeld be just somebody else. Um, yeah, I like mean... Yeah. I mean, you could... Yeah, I, I reckon it would work better. Because, I mean, for your eyes only, it does feel very tacked on, doesn't it? It's kind mm-hmm. of just like, what the fuck's this doing here? It's all of a sudden, if, like, you know, in the beginning of Bond 25, we're going to have, you know, Green has come alive again. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, well, see ya, bye. Or, like, Gustav Graves is back. <laughs> Remember him? Thought I'd forgotten you, eh? <laughs> Is this the least cool Felix ever? Yes. I don't even remember this Felix. <laughs> like, I, I wouldn't have realized this was Felix either if he didn't refer to him as Felix here. And I've seen this movie dozens of times. See, this is where you need it to be Jack Wade and then make Felix in Goldeneye yeah. and Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> Jimbo! <laughs> Yo, Jimbo! I've never been to New Zealand. Muffer. <laughs> what if Connery was saying that? Muffer. Muffer. I really hope that... Oh, God. I'm going I'm going to kill Pierce Brosnan by saying this, but I really hope on Pierce Brosnan's deathbed, he, like, turns to everyone and he's like, Muffer. <laughs> His rosebud moment is, Muffer. Muffer. What does it mean? Everyone, like, has those flashback moments where they're just saying random things from their life, and he's just like, Muffer. <laughs> Muffer, thought I'd forgotten you, eh? <laughs> Time to fight gravity. <laughs> it's, um, I always, like, this is obviously the Vegas Bond, but, you know, we've talked a lot about utilising locations in sort of North America. Hello, they should go to Canada still. But, um, I don't know, like, it, it it's... James Bond goes around the world travel, but it never feels as glamorous going to America. Just because I guess we always see movies made in America, <laughs> yeah, even though exactly. Ve- even though Vegas is, you know, it's Vegas. But I don't know. It just what, exceptions. I mean, the View to a Kill is kind of cool around the, the Golden Gate Bridge, and I'd like to see Bond more in New York setting. But 
I don't know. I don't know if it just really plays well on the exotic nature of things because, yeah, American, if you're tying this to American audiences, they're not going to be like, wow, Bond's in Vegas. I can drive there tomorrow. I completely agree. I think that's the same reason why when London is a primary location in a Bond movie, you really have to get it right. Like, that's why I think Skyfall did such a good job because, you know, you're used to seeing London just in the opening of the movie and it's never a spectacular location because even outside of the Bond movies, everybody's seen London so many ways. And then Skyfall, they just found the right locations and, you know, the right supporting cast like Hannah Stokely, you know, that really sold it as something Mm. special. (laughs) Why have we never gotten her on the show? We should. I mean, as long as she doesn't listen to it. <laughs> no one listens to it. It's fine. <laughs> we never get anyone on this one. That's why Noah's like, he's trying to, you know, get his reputation back on track. Oh, no, I wasn't on that show. That was... I, I do like this. I do, <laughs> I do like this idea, though. The, um, the cremation to get the diamonds out and all that. Because like, the, the book, I mean, you you wouldn't read, so you wouldn't know. I don't the know book Diamonds of Forever is probably also the weakest James Bond book, or at least one of the weakest. But uh, the the whole idea about you know this diamond smuggling operation, you get a little bit of what you see in this movie about, okay, so you're going to have to hide it in chandeliers and then transport it in coffins and then cremate it and the diamonds survive. That stuff I actually really like. It's just such a small part of this movie. Now I'm sorry, we talked about this, I think, in the thing, but that, that is not how cremation works. Like, no, <laughs> I, I, I know. Yes, it's about the diamonds. I understand that, but like, it takes weeks for you to get <laughs> a thing that you know. And, and like, how do they know they got all of it out? You know, yeah. what if he just opened this up? This one's a mauler. <laughs> but like, I know diamonds. What meant to be the hardest substance in the world or whatever yeah. except for daniel craig's chest hello <laughs> um but like is is that true like how hot does he have to cremate someone like is it, and the diamonds just come out like that crystal still like are they not a bit smoky and a bit you know there's a bit like yeah there's a molar on there, a bit of gunk on there like <laughs> charred and what's the way stroking that flower <laughs> <laughs> If I'm in a thing like that, I'm seeing someone stroke a flower with a smile on their face. Well, you know, when you're supposed to be pretend, like what they're doing is they're pretending like they're there for something. And actually just like the backstory of this is like, okay, you know, just pretend you're mourning. And then all of a sudden it's like, what would a person do at a grave? Stroke the flowers. <laughs> that that knockout, that just seriously reminds me of one of the scenes we did in Kill Phil when we had somebody walk around a corner and somebody was hiding because we, we were meant to have like one of the actors like knock someone out, but they weren't available at that. So we just literally like, okay, well, let's make them walk around a corner and have a hidden hand knock them out. And we'll pretend that that's the person <laughs> knocking them out. So we just got somebody else to do it. That just reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, I just killed James Bond again. <laughs> um, I, I, this is just one of those things, like a lot of the punches in this, where it's not until you see it in the movie you realize, oh, that didn't look so good. Like you were mentioning your student film, Kill Phil, which we did great recaps on on the Oz Network. <laughs> uh, but I don't even remember if I mentioned that. There was a time when we were um i don't know we might have been 12 or 13 we made our own batman movie mm-hmm. and uh we did what looked like like if we go back and look at it now if i could ever find the vhs pretty good montage of like putting on the costume the way that they were in like <laughs> batman forever and batman and robin you know the glove the cape and just these up close shots and it looks really cool and then we had the the big batman music playing as we had our heroic shot standing there in batman costumes 
And then all of a sudden we like ran away, but we shot it in the basement. So we just started doing like the girliest run ever off camera <laughs> after this epic, epic suit up sequence. I want to see it. We, I seriously need to see this movie. Now we saw how quickly the last cremation went. Like bullshit. Yeah. Like this guy's <laughs> toast right now. So I want somebody to edit this, and this is just the end of the movie. James Bond will not return. <laughs> Limey Fink. So 60s, 70s insult. You dirty double crossing Limey son of a bitch and motherfucker. <laughs> that guy's dead uh, in real life. Come on. Yeah. I guarantee. Like, He's he, actually probably well, only 20. He, yeah, I was going to say, it's like 90 here. <laughs> I, I do love Connery's performance, like in he, this section of the movie. He, he's having some. <laughs> No, we're him in a bubble bath though. We talked about this before. I don't need to be bought in the bath. <laughs> I just love this little like magazine rack thing. Just how proper <laughs> hotels were in the seventies. Like relax in a bubble bath where you can get an amazing magazine holder. And what does Bond read? Like sassy <laughs> Playboy. We saw it on his keything before. <laughs> I just want them to like do a Bond hangover movie, like him waking up in the next morning. <laughs> Why am I missing a tooth? Tattoo on the side of his face. <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> now, who would it be in the 60s? It'd be Muhammad Ali. Like, I can yeah. feel it. Call. That song wouldn't even be released back then. He'd be singing a Beatles song or something like that. Can't buy me love. Boom. <laughs> That's a good I movie. Just to the Have Beatles you seen that? Ear Which one? Can't buy me love. That's an old movie I... that I remember my dad made me watch, which I actually really enjoyed. It's an 80s movie? It was like, um, it was kind of like, you know, how you have the style of like loser in American Pie, like, but it was, um, yeah. it was like this geeky kid who basically bought, um, it's actually, no, it's not that old. It's in, it's 1987, funnily enough. And apparently the kid is Patrick Dempsey. There you go. It's McDreamy himself. Um, and he like, he buys... Like, he, he buys the hottest girl in school a, a dress or something like that, and basically the one condition is that he, she has to go with him to the prom or something like that, you know? Like, the loser and the hot girl, and basically they all fall in love, but it was called Can't Buy Me Love. Um, oh, no, he, he's got a... He gives $1,000 to pretend his girlfriend to be a month with the hottest cheerleader in school. There it is. Um, but I just remember Dad making me watch it as a kid. It's, it's actually not bad. It's got Seth Green in it. Jesus, how young would have he been in that? And Amanda Peterson plays the main girl, so... The esteemed. I thought it was older than that. Uh, <laughs> you thought it came out in like 1954. Maybe, maybe, maybe Patrick Dempsey's older than I think he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, check out. The... You mention... Oh, I want to wear those coats. <laughs> you mentioned Vegas's location. Really, I think the only movie at this point that had prominently featured Vegas was probably like the original Ocean's Eleven. So this must have been kind of special at the time. But even just the storyline, I wonder the idea of Willard White, you know, putting him in Vegas. And obviously that's supposed to be Howard Hughes, right? Which you've seen mm. The Aviator, I'm assuming. I haven't, but I know who, I know who Howard Hughes is. Mm-hmm. And of course, sense. you know, well. The all the stories that this was based on, you know, Howard Hughes, that Howard Hughes allowed the only reason they got to film here was because of Howard Hughes. 
I wonder if people really got that when the movie came out or if Howard Hughes, again, we'll have to talk to somebody who's alive in 71. Who could possibly have lived that long? But um, yeah, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see like, <laughs> did, did people know what Howard Hughes or who he was or well, I didn't know who he was, but did they know, you know, this was sort of based on him. Well, I, I wonder, yeah, I mean, it's a good point because I, I think kind of also in this period of time, like, I don't think celebrities were quite the way they are now, if you know what I mean. Like, we all know who, like, Richard Branson is, like, these, you know, Donald Trump before he was president. Like, you knew who he was. These sort of, you know, multi-billionaires. I'm not comparing Donald Trump to Howard Hughes, but it's just, you know, an example of a billionaire, I guess. Um, but I, I don't know if they were, would have been as prominently out there as they would have been as today, because you can't escape celebrity culture today, whereas back then, you know, I mean, people like Elvis and the Beatles were kind of, you know, the ones that really started that whole teen thing going off, weren't they? Mm. So it's sort of, I don't, I don't know, like, I feel maybe, but not a whole lot. She looks good in that dress. It's... Can I just point that out? Yeah. Well, of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm just looking. <laughs> um, it's interesting you saying about Vegas too, because um, Vegas actually isn't that old. Like it was only sort of, I guess, created in a way, sort of in the early 1900s, so like the early 20th century. So, you know, at this point, it would only been about 50 years old because they they had their centenary in sort of this millennium. So. I think, yeah, you, it's a good point you make too because I don't know how glamorized Vegas was until sort of, you know, movies came around and did this. Like, again, it's easy for us to say right now, well, Vegas, we know what it is. It's a party town. It's glamorized and all this sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Again, do we know Mildred or people like that in, like, 1971 who would know Vegas' status in American culture well, at that point? It was probably even a more recent thing as to when it became – like as popular and as well known as it was too, because I mean, The Godfather came out the year after this, and that movie takes place in the fifties. And in that movie, it's really sort of about you know uh, not the founding of Vegas, but about you know Vegas really becoming this huge, huge gambling thing. So I would think if the if the Godfather <laughs> tells us this, we don't we get our history from movies now. But if the Godfather tells us that in the 1950s Vegas was still kind of you know a, a, a lesser known thing. Then maybe 71 this was really a special location. My mom went when she went to America. I think it was like 77. She went to Vegas, and um, you know, lots of fun was had. I guess, but. Um... I've never been to Vegas. It's it's the one city every time I go to the States that I just always end up saying, like, I'm going to go there, and then I always end up cutting and end up going to, like, Nebraska instead or something like that. <laughs> well, you made the right choice, Ben. <laughs> I did. I got to have Thanksgiving with John Carroll. So. Hey, you could have had Thanksgiving with Plenty O'Toole. <laughs> what I've always wanted. <laughs> With all of my hands up. Convention. <laughs> what is this? A perverts convention? I like to throw out the window. <laughs> and she survives that. <laughs> Great editing there, like you know. Oh, there you are. We're back. <laughs> are you there? 
I am okay. there. Are you here? <laughs> See, it Hello? was it was awkward because I was trying to say, are you there? Are you there? And I'm thinking like, Ben's the one recording this. So <laughs> if, if he can hear me, but I can't hear him, all of a sudden I'm just going, are you there? Hello? Hello? <laughs> the last Speak thing up, I, I can't hear you. The last thing I said was, oh, and she survives that as they were throwing her out the window. Well, I was saying by death by canoe standards, she's dead right now. <laughs> I don't know if we're rewinding this or if we're just going on. <laughs> ah, we're going with it. <laughs> Hello, everyone, to the Oz Network, where we think we're going to do an edit point, and we don't, and we just keep going. So I may have paused it for like two we seconds ex- there, but eh, whatever. Yeah, we can't expect everybody else to bother rewinding to. the in the 70s and the 60s was so ugly. Oh, yeah. Like, everything was so loose-fitting. Like, that, those <laughs> the underwear that she was wearing that's, before, they were like granny panties. That, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Like, was there anything flattering during this or the 80s? I guess in all fairness, though, like, um, the time. Like, you know, we were still women's lib and all this sort of stuff and kind of, you know, women were more treated like, you know, it, it wasn't about that, was it? Like, it was just a woman is a man's object, you will have sex with them. There was no, you know, seduction involved, was there? So it was, I, I reckon it's probably more like the 70s and, you know, things like Playboy and all that kind of, you know, helped with that. And then that's when we started to get more, you know, and again, it's, it, I'm not saying that lingerie is purely for the men, man's pleasure. Like, obviously, the women, women, the women, the women, um, women like wearing it for themselves as well. I'm just trying to point out it. At that time. I, I wonder if a, if women, again, all our women listening who were, you know, wearing lingerie in the 60s and 70s, you know, was it a time <laughs> where you felt a certain way? Were you beautiful? Did you feel yourself like, you know, yeah, look at me go with these granny panties dangling down my knees? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying anymore. It had to. I'm, I'm just going to say this, though. If we have a listener who's old enough to have been wearing lingerie in the 60s or 70s, I don't want the visual knowing them now. Unless your name is Madonna. No! Oh! Great! <laughs> you know, Ben, I just Actually, ate. hang on, how old is she? No, actually, no, that's probably not a... <laughs> <laughs> she would have been 13 in 1971. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> is that the quickest James Bond has ever had sex with someone? Probably, yeah. Like, literally, oh, hi, woman laying in my bed in ugly lingerie. Next minute, they're, like, topless in bed. <laughs> And why is it in older well, movies I mean, kissing looks so awkward? Tanya. Kiss- oh, sorry. You were saying Tonya. What would you say? Sorry, what was that? <laughs> that connection's dying again. I was saying that in the 60s and 70s, people kissing always looked so awkward. Oh, yeah. Because they just mashed their faces together. There's the other thing. Because, again, <laughs> this is all before our time. So you got to wonder, was that just the more appropriate way to kiss on screen because anything else would be too racy? Or is that the way people kissed back in 1971? That's how we were all conceived. <laughs> oh, blow yeah. up your pants is coming up. Yeah. <laughs> blow up your pants. <laughs> <laughs> Why does... Why, like, are they, they're meant to be spies. They're not very incognito standing up there with, like, pieces of paper and and binoculars. and glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they all want that assignment, though. Like, <laughs> I'll do it! <laughs> yeah, why didn't we get to see more face. of this? Like, 
if they really want to make this big, like especially, you know, Broccoli and Saltzman, they were all about let's show the spectacle of things. Like there's the famous uh, thing, what was it, for Man with Golden Gun where they wanted the elephant stampede. Like that's the way they thought. They have this circus that's taking place above an entire crowd, and you really only see it in the corner of the screen. I mean, you can imagine the the whole production value of getting this put together, you know, like getting that crowd, mm-hmm. getting them to perform and just everything. Look at that shirt. Now that is a shirt oh, I want to no. own. Holy crap, that's epic. I'm wearing that to my <laughs> wedding. Is it just me or does that remind you of something that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air would wear? <laughs> <laughs> it is like, that is seriously cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were joking. I don't know. There's just something endearing about it. I feel like that should be like a hockey jersey. That should be the, the Toronto Maple Leafs alt- alternate journey jersey. That's, you know? that's Seattle's jersey, by the way. <laughs> Okay, seriously, is Felix still in this movie? I didn't even realize that was still Felix. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Money. Incomparable Carnage. calm. Money. <laughs> oh, that just makes me feel sick watching it. How do you spin around that much? I hate being spun around. Here we go. Blood they all pants. have that. <laughs> I love the kid here, too. Jump. God, who is that? Your mother? See, even he knows she looks old. <laughs> Didn't we try to find this kid and we couldn't find him? Yeah, we need the blow up your pants, kid. If you're, if listening, you're listening, blow up your pants, kids. You're a little out of your league, sister. You sexist dinosaur. You sexist misogynist dinosaur. A relic of the Cold War. <laughs> Jesus, woman, aim in the mouth. That kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> How did he not make it big after this? <laughs> Iconic James Bond lines. In all fairness, there's got to be a kid who would be complaining about that because that was bullshit. <laughs> oh, I know I would. Where's the monkey suit? Are the elephant winning? <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. You you like Moonraker and you talk about a double take pigeon. Like, that's just the same thing. It's an elephant winning slots. I'm okay with the elephant. I'm not okay with Tiffany Case. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the hair. God, it was a fun time, the 70s and the 60s. We're going to oh, look back at today. Aren't we going to look back at today when you and I are like 80? Welcome to the Oz Network. We're still hoping yep. to get a listener. Today we do the 50th anniversary of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> oh, what a movie it was. And what were they thinking with Scarlett Johansson's hair? That's so dated. She looks ancient. Look at their acting. Oh, it's so <laughs> terrible. Now, this is the scene that um, a lot of people refer to, don't they, as kind of, oh, this this is really racist or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. 
I like the the banana scene that you guys picked out in Honor Majesty Secret Service. That was no, not me. <laughs> Sorry, I, I picked it out. I assume if there's a racially insensitive comment on the show, it might have been you. I get the blame, but it's actually Noah that does it. Like that's 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 the trend of our show. Remember, it's like oh Ben's the racist one. <laughs> yes. He did it. It's like yes. wait, Noah said it. <laughs> I knew that. I was there for that whole thing. And even still, I assumed it was you. Look. Yeah. And again, this is the moment that um, Peter Jackson decided the special effects were good enough to make King Kong. That's right. <laughs> Did they remake King Kong in the 70s anyway? Yeah. What do you it think was Jeff school? Bridges. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Was he the gorilla? No, Jeff Bridges was the male lead, and then uh, Jessica Lang in her film debut was oh, the female lead. I love Jessica Lang. Well, you wouldn't if you saw King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they like go on the trade centers instead of the Empire State Building? Yeah, that he jumps well. from one building to the other. <laughs> I'm sure that doesn't date at all. See, Hurt Felix again. Up. He's all over this movie. Again, the absolute iconic nature of this film. You see Hertz rent a car. <laughs> That's where we should get like somebody who worked it. Like, hello, I'm Doris. I worked at Hertz rent a car in 1971, and our rental car sales spiked majorly after Diamonds Are Forever. I do like Tiffany Case more than you do, but God, she's a bad actor. She's terrible. Nipple. <laughs> I know you'd spot it. <laughs> That's like a rare nipple appearance. It's not Daniel Craig's. <laughs> Come on, James Bond were equal. They made sure to show women's and men's nipples. Why does he dress like a grandpa? He's James freaking Bond. Like, that is something you would wear to church on a Sunday if also, your name was this- George and your wife was Betty. Plus, this is... Nevada in the middle of the summer. Why are they both dressed for winter? Like she's wearing a coat. And they're British. Well, he is at least. Like he should be boiling hot. Like British people don't experience well, it. Bit of he a did undo there. one button. <laughs> I just want to hear Connor go, I'm sweating my balls off in this Hamilton. <laughs> Man talk. <laughs> You're not a cop and you're not Peter Franks. <laughs> How do you know not Peter Franks? <laughs> oh, the iconic shot of a security guard receiving a stuffed... What is that thing? A bear? <laughs> Dog? Uh, is, is, are like slot machines legal in Canada? Can you use them? Or is it in the... Insert- it's like America where it's, like, it's only like in a place like Vegas you can go to to gamble. No, they have them. Okay. Even some restaurants will even have them. No, you come to Australia, every restaurant has them. <laughs> it's just a thing. You have the pokies room. <laughs> so. <laughs> I want his job. Oh, look Paid at the cars, too. Like, is that another thing? Is is there... Forget about the looks of the men and women, but is there any way that cars could get uglier than during the 70s and eras, 80s eras for Bond? I think the 80s... Definitely. Uh, 70s. Well, yeah. 70s, I mean, I think are more iconic. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, that's that's generally a, 
a go-to thing for dating a movie, isn't it? Anyway, it's not necessarily that everyone looks eighty and you know can't kiss. It's the fact that that car at the time was probably like the hottest brand new car in the world. Like, wow! Just everything gets progressively uglier and uglier until we get to Goldeneye, including the Bonds. <laughs> Poor <laughs> Timothy Dalton. He was a stunning Welsh man. Oh, God. Bond movies. Watching them get petrol. (laughs) They wanted to make James Bond more realistic. Well, he had to get fuel for his car. That is the worst gas attendant ever. Okay, lady, you win. For what? Yeah. <laughs> Keep tooting on that horn, Curly. And these guys are honking like, there's no way out of here. Except if you <laughs> know how to use reverse in a vehicle. This is so unlike America. There'd be a gun involved somewhere right about now. <laughs> Get out of my way. <laughs> wow, that escalated quickly. We've lost him again. I don't know what's happening with Canadian internet. You're back. Oh, there he is. Hello. You're back. Just letting everyone know that Canadian. Oh, no, he's dying again. Since the Raptors won, just all the money's gone into basketball. It's just gone out of your internet connection. (laughs) I'm betting that Jamie just put Peppa Pig on downstairs and forgot. (laughs) Oh, can uh... we watch that instead? (laughs) Yeah. Dun, 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 Peppa Pig. It just still reminds me of that video that Noah shared. Fuck off, Peppa. <laughs> fuck off, Peppa. Fuck off, Peppa. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, this is the moon base what? thing, isn't it? Yeah. Was this meant to be a, a whole nod to the fact that the moon landing was fake? Well, supposedly. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, that's just what I pictured it as. Like, this is... James Bond's commentary on what they believe really happened on the moon. Well, In I think eight years' time, we're going to go to space anyway. <laughs> eight years? They'd been to the moon two years earlier than this. No, I meant like in James Bond world. Oh, Moonraker. Moonraker. I get yeah. it, yeah. No, see, this is just the trial for Moonraker, you know? <laughs> God. George Lucas saw Look- this and thought, wow, we can go to space and do Star Wars. I love uh, Guy Hamilton. You know, everything has to be labeled. Five. Elevator. <laughs> oh, Park <Lord>. car here. <laughs> what was when in Dr. No? It was like, don't press this button. Or like, it was just everything yeah. <laughs> had a label on it. Everything. <laughs> Doorknob. <laughs> Didn't we find out this guy had been in something else? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he looks familiar, and I thought that we had f- figured out this was somebody somebody extremely famous. <laughs> isn't, there, isn't there a website where you literally type in, like, it's called, like, that guy was in a movie.com or something like that, and you just type in a few things, and it tells you, you know, because everybody does that. Joseph First. Yes. Um, 
I thought he was Oh, you last. know, I just finished – okay, so I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and he did a Doctor Who uh, special uh, or series of episodes uh, called The Underwater Mess, which is kind of the, the, the die another day of the Doctor Who universe. It's like, what were they thinking when they made that? He was the villain in that too. He was in Drop Dead Darling. Good. Not movie. Drop Dead Fred, though. No. Oh, that's a good movie. He's dead. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> he wasn't until we opened our big mouths. <laughs> he died in Australia as well, like Lois Maxwell. Everyone just comes to Australia to die. Where James Bond <laughs> actors go to die. <laughs> the tourist brochures. <laughs> <laughs> Lois Maxwell died in Australia. Will you? Probably. Avoid the water. Oh, wait. So she was born in Canada, worked in England, and died in Australia. Who are you? That paper mache wall. <laughs> <laughs> professor Doctor Metz, did we we went over yeah, this, didn't he's we? Professor Doctor, yeah. <laughs> How is that a thing? Doesn't one of them supersede <laughs> the other? Like, isn't Professor fancier than a doctor? <laughs> you irritating man! <laughs> we need to combine the blow up your pants, you irritating man. <laughs> Out, out. Oh, give him an Oscar. No, give him a Golden Globe. Where are you at in yours? Uh, am I ahead or behind you? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Um, Connery's got his clipboard and his coat and he's walking around. There's a guy on the phone. Um, Connery <laughs> just picked up the tape. He's just picked up the World's Greatest Marches tape. I Yeah, I was pretty sure something happened in my dvd here because i'm like did i miss something because i'm in the moon buggy chase already <laughs> oh jesus okay what's your timestamp? <laughs> hello everyone listening nothing's changed just keep it uh, playing just keep it 5903 5904 5905 5906 5907 <laughs> where are you like one minute one hour 22 or something yeah i was at 101 What's your timestamp? Uh, I'm at 5924, 5925, 5926, 5927. 5928. There we go. I'm back caught up. Connery's right. running really unconvincingly. Yep. Everyone listening, I uh, hope that you've you've kept up with this. <laughs> no, do you know what the best part about this is? He dodges the moon guys. The moon guys are moving as if they're actually on the moon. Like, I can't reach you. <laughs> Imagine that acting, like you you were astronaut number two, right? Pretend you're on the moon, okay? They're still doing it. Look at them. The security guards around them are like, come on, grab the guy. That's actually Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, right? They're just reshooting the moon landing. (laughs) And they're like, we will never break out of character, ever. (laughs) Yeah, this is for the uh, moon landing special edition. They're going to have a CGI Jabba the Hutt in this sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when, when 71... They were, were to about Apollo. Have they done thir- thirteen? Was seventy one? Wasn't it? So they they would have uh, been I think on it was seventy. Last... Okay. Well, uh, when when did, when did they actually first put a moon buggy on the moon? Oh, that was uh, one of the last ones. So After this then. is. Did they do it based purely on James Bond? Why does that I car just so. destroy that hut? It was nowhere near it, and it drove into the hut. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's that moon gravity. It throws everything off. Yeah. <laughs> 
And why does this astronaut place near Vegas? Is it just so they can go partying at night? It's the worst roads. <laughs> Imagine that that's pretty solid suspension on those cars. How are they that bad at driving that he like just like drove to a mound of dirt? <laughs> How fast <laughs> is this moon buggy? Yeah. Like that moon buggy, I swear he's going about like twenty Ks. And this guy drives off a dirt mound and his whole car, like, breaks. <laughs> Doors fall off. Oh, here we go. Now we've got the, uh, the, the buggy bikes. Buggy bikes. <laughs> buggy b- <laughs> like, you know in movies how they always complain that whenever a car goes off the road, it will explode. But, like, yeah. this one just, like, you can tell, you can tell why they make them explode. Because what do you get? A car driving off a mound of dirt and its doors falling off. I want the astronauts to be on those buggies. Like, coming after them in slow motion. Oh, get him. Look, a tire flew off that one. <laughs> That's how exciting this car chase is. Colin literally goes, oh, look, a tire fell off that one. This music oh, is not right either. It's like... Doo-doo, uh, doo-doo, doo-doo. The one cop. That way. <laughs> Look at the facial acting here by Connery. All right, all right, Sean, just um, you, you, you're menacing. Yep, you're, you're looking a little bit scared. Somebody's near you. That's it. Grimace your teeth. That's it. Grimace, grimace. That's good. In actuality, that was like my two piece slipping. <laughs> He's not acting. Where's my peach tea? <laughs> Connery, it's, this is the laziest stunt work. In the history of film. <laughs> he looks so funny on that bike. <laughs> He's traveling slower than the buggy. And how is that guy knocked out? And yep, yep, they're just allowing Tiffany Case to just chill near an excluded zone. Yeah. <laughs> just hang, there's no guards there. That's why they knocked out that thing before. I love that she felt like she needed to run up and ask him first. He's fleeing for his life. And he has to tell her, get the car! It's like, oh, you want to leave now? (laughs) I love how they just have a random shot of, like, the bike still going on. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the cops have no suspicion at all. They're in the middle of nowhere, and there's one random car driving. Oh, no, that's fine. That's not him. Yep. But the Pioneer Club got great business after that. As much as Hertz rent a car. <laughs> People go on about product placement in modern day bonds. Come on. <laughs> I love that though. I have a friend named Felix who could fix anything. Is he married? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> there goes that son. How, if you knew that was him, why have you only seen him now? How slack are the Vegas cops? <laughs> This is a pretty good car chase. Yeah. Well. No, this is one of the, the better parts of this. This made our um, our Hall of Fame moments, I think. I think so. <laughs> I love that cop. Just like, ugh, shakes his head like, you've been a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> He's the worst cop. Get in your car and chase. 
Oh, those cars. See, All the people this on the is side of the street about. watching. Watch her. It's like a silent film actress just miming, over-exaggerating all of her expressions. I just love the fact that these people on the side of the street are watching this stunt being filmed, and yet they're, you know, like, it's like they've gone to no effort to try and make it realistic. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them all. Okay, I see it. She's slightly overacting. Uh, slightly? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there I am. I'm standing on the street. That's me. You're on the street? Mildred. No, I don't know. I'm Noah. <laughs> They're the ugliest police cars. And even these two cops that they keep going to their face for, they're just like, they look bored. They're just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> chasing a guy around the streets of Vegas. They phoned it in as well. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> Just any sound effects. Wee! Ah, still needs to be added into more Bond movies. <laughs> I still want to do that montage where we add that in to inappropriate <laughs> moments. <laughs> well, it's like how people do the um, unnecessary censoring now, which is quite funny. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen those videos? They did the one. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel did one for Lost. And it was like the man in black when he's talking to Jacob when he says, like, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill your sons too or something like that. And then so they bleep and it's like, I'm going to beep you and I'm going to beep both your sons as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have to send you the link. Unnecessary censoring loss is hilarious. I can imagine for this movie, blow up your beep. <laughs> <laughs> you beep, man. Larry. Larry. Don't buy. Don't buy. Don't buy. Instead of, you know, you just killed Bond. You just beep James Bond. (laughs) Oh, now you get in your car. Larry. This really is a good car chase. This thing here, like, I I know the the story behind, oh, they filmed it coming out at the wrong angle you know though yes. <laughs> but clever clever filmmaking to correct a mistake you know like the stunt going through there is great mm. this always reminds <laughs> you do you ever see twins oh there's that expression um yeah, a long time ago one of my dad used to always watch yeah I, the thing I always remembered best about that movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger learning to drive for the first time and driving the car on two wheels like that. <laughs> I think I saw something the other day that Jason Momoa wants to remake Twins with Peter Dinklage. Oh, nice. <laughs> Are they actually doing... Isn't it it's called Triplets? Isn't uh, Eddie Murphy and coming back and it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito yeah. and Eddie Murphy? I, like That was reported yeah, a while they, ago. That was about a year ago. I haven't really heard anything since then. That would actually be quite funny. What happened to Danny DeVito? Where is he? Dead? <laughs> oh, he's now. I mean, would it be triplets? Or like, are we going to believe Eddie Murphy's the same age as Schwarzenegger and DeVito? He'd be up there, wouldn't he? Surely. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Schwarzenegger's got to be 70. Eddie Murphy. Oh, actually, Eddie Murphy's younger than you think. He's only 58. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Seriously? In his, yeah, he's in... I was watching he's in his 70s, isn't he? Yeah, 71. Okay. 
And Danny DeVito, breaking news. Uh, I love how when you type in Danny DeVito on Google, the first thing that comes up is Danny DeVito height. Um, <laughs> 74, Danny DeVito is. Hey, Felix is here again! Jesus, Felix is in this more than any of the Daniel Craig movies. I know. And yet how much better is he in the Daniel Craig movies? <laughs> that is a nice hotel. Now, here's... Okay, here, here's a question. This Felix or old man Felix and Goldfinger? What was with Guy Hamilton wanting really old Felixes? I don't even remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, this guy's in it more. Roger Moore. <laughs> Why is she wearing, like, a swan dress? That was sexy lingerie in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> that was a revealing outfit. Put on that revealing outfit that I like. <laughs> and even his tux is ugly. <laughs> Just popping upstairs for the moment. He looks like bored. <laughs> <laughs> Stand there, Sean. I know what to do. Shut up. <laughs> Just casually walks on top of an elevator. I mean, are we meant to think he's cool here? Like, he stands on elevators. <laughs> James he just Bond Junior. <laughs> he just lost his toupee in that shot. <laughs> <laughs> flew off. Shit. <laughs> I told you I don't work with wind. <laughs> it was in my contract. Right, I'm not coming back for another Bond movie. Hire someone else. Like there, there is nobody who you know wears their heart on their sleeve more than Connery, because like when this movie came out, he came back for Bond, and they were doing press for this, and he was already telling people, "Yeah, I did this one, but never again." <laughs> I sh- I will slit my wrists before I ever play James Bond again. I did it for the money. <laughs> the money tell us about your new. Tell us about your new movie, Sean. <laughs> It's bullshit. <laughs> Even I phone it in every once in a while. <laughs> they literally put me with a piece of wood. Her name is <laughs> Tiffany Case. I put on a shitty accent. And I punch a man who's meant to be Blofeld. It's shit. The movie opens with a lot of mustard. <laughs> Make I your own gr- judgments. I put a grappling hook on my gun. I'm Batman. <laughs> Did this point Adam West have like the 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 slingshot thing like this for Batman? Like, is, did they just steal this from Batman? I'm Batman. Martha, why did you say that name? <laughs> what is my superhero? My superpower? I'm rich. I don't think of iconic Batman one liners. <laughs> Never leave home without it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was with you. <laughs> There's no Batman one liners. It's literally I'm Batman. <laughs> That's all it is. <laughs> Just, but it works so much better if you growl it like Christian Bale. <laughs> I'm Batman. I thought she was with you! 
I just mean it's turning into Mr. Freeze one line. It's call it. <laughs> you know what's going to dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> we have to do that for Bad Movie Month next year. Oh, yeah. Are we still going? I thought he'd like, entered this building already. Yeah, like, seriously. <laughs> That's the longest sequence in this movie. See, like, this is where Spectre does it better when he falls onto a chair. You know, here he's on a chair and there's a toilet paper. <laughs> what if Blofeld's like, get up, Mr. Bond. I can't. Give me five minutes. <laughs> Hang on. All right, so now I can go. <laughs> Had a nugget that wouldn't come out. <laughs> it was dangling on my sphincter. Filming this scene. All right, that's a cut. Oh, I knew I shouldn't have had the breakfast buffet. <laughs> Eggs are always a bad idea. They block me up. Pass me the prune juice. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Is this Bambi and Thumper? <laughs> no, this is Blofeld. Isn't Bambi and Thumper in this movie? <laughs> They're coming up eventually. Seriously, I think that was about nine minutes for him to get to the room. How does he know it's Blofeld? He looks different. Exactly. <laughs> He's so smug. I can't stand Charles Gray as Blofeld. He looks like... Who does he look like? The guy from You Only Live Twice that Charles Gray already played? Henderson? No. Okay, and this, this, I think we brought this up on the recap too. The device changes your voice on the phone. It's not going to change it straight out of your vocal box. <laughs> I press clever. this button on the phone and suddenly I'm well and wide. <laughs> <laughs> That's a neat trick. <laughs> What's with the pantsuit thing that he's wearing as well? Like, I know that's kind of the Blofeld outfit, but there's something about it looks different here. Could you picture Donald Pleasant? Like, would Donald Pleasant have made this better? Is it an actor thing? Yes. Terry Savalas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Terry. Telly. 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 Telly Terry Savalas. <laughs> it's his brother. <laughs> Telly, Telly just reminds you of um, Sesame Street. <laughs> I just pictured one of those, like in Bowfinger, where they just have you know everybody's brothers at the end of the movie. Uh, John Connery and Terry Savalas. <laughs> <laughs> this just reminds me of the mini factories and awesome powers. When it's like, we've got a company that makes this, a company that makes that. And a company that makes mini factories in Dallas. <laughs> and it always, okay, I'm pretty sure you made a comment about this before, but does it seem like Blofeld's flirting with Bond in this movie? <laughs> yes, that's why when, you know, who says this is my first time? Oh, Mr. Bond. <laughs> what was it about smoking when, like, <laughs> when they have that stick thing? Like, what is that? <laughs> It's a girl's thing, isn't it? Did we talk about that in Titanic on Oz Network? I thought oh. we did. Like, it's... Oh, poor pussycat! <laughs> no, I love that 
Seriously, he gets a knife to the head, and then about five seconds later reacts. <laughs> <He> gets, <laughs> I want to see the cat fart. Pushes off forever. <laughs> That's the uh, updated version. I never forget a pussy cat. <laughs> and, and seriously. If there's anything else is going to date this movie more, a cassette tape, which was like new tech, I'm sure. Modern, in 70. That would, it would have been. That would have been brand new technology. That's, I would, it would be like if, if Casino Royale came out and we see Bond with an iPod shuffle, you know? Yeah. An iPod shuffle? Hmm. <laughs> I, I only have a nano. Oh, iPod nanos. What a time to be alive. It holds all your music in this tiny little spot. What kind of sorcery is this, Blofeld? <laughs> you mean I can create a playlist with different people on it? It doesn't all have to be like, what is this? Put it away. A smartphone? What have they, have they taken over? <laughs> I don't want my phone being smart. James Bond gets in an elevator. There was no stunt there. Sean Connery just lost his balance for a second. This is how they basically like, oh, God, drug him. He doesn't want to do any more of the movie. <laughs> what is this? Where am I? These guys are great. <laughs> Why do they keep calling each other by their surnames? Like, do you think they have sex? And they're like, <laughs> let's do it again, Mr. Wint. Okay, Mr. Kid. Take me around the world one more time, Mr. Kid. <laughs> I thought Christmas only comes once a year, Mr. Kid. <laughs> oh, still the best ending to a James Bond movie. <laughs> It's getting hotter. It's getting redder. <laughs> Must be a early case of the Millennium Bug. Music playing in all the parts where nothing exciting is happening. All it involves is one of them staring at the other and then another looking at his, I don't know what that is, and then a rock coming out of the ground. Let's just... Let's recut this. Mr. Witt looks at Mr. Kid. We have all the time <laughs> in the world. <laughs> How do I live? How do I breathe? When you're not here, I'm suffocating. <laughs> Sunshine and lollipops and rainbows. <laughs> This is why we don't do commentaries anymore, people. <laughs> oh no, quick run. Put him in the pipe. I'll never find him there. You just don't get it, do you, Scott? <laughs> There's a maniacal laugh. <laughs> maniacal laugh. It's not even <laughs> no. sealed yet. <laughs> what if he woke up when all this heavy machinery starts? 
Like, there, there are definitely a few occasions in this film where Connery kind of just, like, literally goes, oh, fuck, I'm dead. Like, that elevator before when it was about to crush him. <laughs> like, he wasn't doing anything. What if that was, like, Mission Impossible and Milo Estevez gets a thing through the face? Like, I mean... <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, dumb and dumber. What if he shot you in the face? Yeah, what if he shot you in the face? That's the risk we were willing to take. <laughs> How do they get special effects of a pipe looking bad? <laughs> and how dramatic the music is. They're putting dirt in a pipe. Oh no. You just buried James Bond. <laughs> now he wakes up. It's just James Bond on a bender. Oh, like- this is the start of the hangover. How we're did I end up in a pipe? <laughs> we're supposed to believe he's trapped there. You can see daylight coming in from about five feet away. Where Denise Richards and Pierce Brosnan just get up. <laughs> the most famous rat. <laughs> What's a tart tank and chip? And the two that rat was like, well, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry about that old boy And what is this You know robo thing that comes through here <laughs> You think you can detonate this Yeah but usually I'm standing still <laughs> Let it blow Some more amazing stunt work by Connery it's okay, not on my contract like, to lie down. The thing is electrifying things. How is he not getting electrocuted? It's a giant metal tube, exactly. Yep, because that would work. <laughs> <laughs> Cockamanie. There's a word that needs to be brought back. They said 500 yards from the nearest hatch, and he's directly below the hatch. I think he should open it up, and John Locke should climb out. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, it's your turn to press the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> the best light in the movie. I was walking my rat. <laughs> my way. Bert. Bert Saxby. Look at that tie. Nice. It's Homer Simpson's tie. <laughs> <laughs> Sector 7G. <laughs> Simpson. Another one I was like, trying to think of the other day, like random Simpsons quote, was the Gabbo episode, but it's like, Gabbo, Gabbo, Gabbo! I wonder what's that about. Must be about some guy. Some guy called Gabbo. <laughs> just randomly came to me the other day. I love that episode. There's that magical phone box that changes the voice as it comes out of your throat and gives you an accent. Why didn't he use that before? Yes, I speak English. Yeah, I speak English. <laughs> Hello, I speak the English. Now, what are his kids doing with that? <laughs> Bart Simpsoning the phone calls. <laughs> Do you know Al? Alcoholic? Yeah, they're calling up Bond in M's voice doing that. 
I'm huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm looking for Amanda. Amanda hugging kiss. Amanda hug- <laughs> Surely there's Amanda hugging kiss in here. Oh, I swear, Connery gets older with each scene. <laughs> oh, he's finally why lost is that, the coat. That tie is so short. Like, do you, why do you wear them that short? You don't picture me as the type of person that would wear a tie, but surely you wouldn't wear a tie that short. I don't wear ties, but I would not wear it that short. <laughs> Did you wear a tie to your wedding? Did I wear a tie when? To your wedding. Yo, I, I actually insisted on it being a bow tie so I could look like James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have a, a picture from um, uh, my wedding with all of us doing the James Bond gun. Nah. My t- myself and my entire groom's party. You do realize that you'll be wearing a tie at my wedding. Yeah, and we'll do a James Bond pose. <laughs> oh, all right then. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the condition. <laughs> if I'm in your I wedding, I get to call the shots, okay? <laughs> You, oh, Bambi you, and lucked, you lucked out of not wearing a kilt, so don't worry. <laughs> he does look a lot older there, doesn't he? So, technical difficulties. Hello, everyone. Uh, <laughs> there might be a brief skip in time here. We're never on time with these, apparently. Uh, what was that whole Region 4 DVD thing that somebody told oh, once about? With Noah. Gringos. Yeah. Um, but Bambi and Thumper are thumpering Bond right and now. Bond took what I think is the first nut shot in the history of the franchise. <laughs> We're about at one twenty-seven twenty-five people. And why, why does she have to do a show-off split there just as she's, like, you know, spinning around? Mm-hmm. I was trying to say before, before the technical difficulties, like, did Bambi and Thumper just lay around this place all day just bored waiting for, like, a man to show up to kick waiting. their ass or something? In their bikini, like. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, a very yellow they're bikini. Dressed- but they're dressed appropriately. Like, again, this is Vegas, the desert, in the middle of summer. Yes. Everybody else is overdressed. And I'm sorry. I do not believe that an 80-year-old man here could take on these, these two. Like, these, <laughs> these two would kick most people's ass. Like, they're, you know, agile. They're tough. I was just thinking, watching that fight, I'm like, their stunts look good. What is wrong with everybody else in this movie? And all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I'm going to throw him in a pool. I didn't know there was a pool there. <laughs> and now we're just going to get to the fact that we're going to drown him. Ooh, tough. He's he's you know, stolen seen, the. Pie. I've seen lots of videos start this way, but um, they're probably not appropriate videos for us to talk about on uh, <laughs> 007. <laughs> you just killed Bambi and Thumper. <laughs> really though, Bambi and Thumper? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why not Peter Pan and Wendy? Uh, Mowgli and Baloo (laughs) Imagine these two women I'm Mowgli, I'm Baloo (laughs) She can (laughs) You know what would have been great If one goes, I'm Lady, I'm the Tramp (laughs) I'm Simba, I'm not Oh wait, that's a bit predating that film (laughs) I'm Beauty and I'm the Beast (laughs) I'm Maleficent and some other famous character from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ariel. I'm Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Donkey. I'm Shrek. 
It's time to go into the pool. Into the pool. <laughs> Homer, every time something bad happens, you want to go into the sea. It's not going to happen. Not for that attitude, it's not. Stop all, all your frowning. Stop drowning. Take it from me. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a dotty shirt. A what shirt? A dotty. Dots. Spots. Oh, dots. Okay, yeah. I thought that was like some slang for... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Australian slang of dotty. <laughs> well, there's been weirder ones, as I found out in one of our recent Oz Network episodes, and I used... Rooting. What was the phrase? Rooting. Rooting, yeah. <laughs> Tell him it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, like, Bond looks as if to say, like, that's a shit one-liner. Like, <laughs> that's not a one-liner. <laughs> Only I share the one-liner. How does she know Q? <laughs> well, she knows who James Bond is. You just killed James Bond. Oh, yeah. Mr. Q. You know who... You know, actually, I've realized that Tiffany Case, you know why she's out of place in this? She should be in James Bond Jr., now, yes, with Stevie Snootwater. <laughs> Where's her, like, niece in the school academy of spies or whatever it is? Tammy Case. <laughs> Why is there nobody in this casino, like, suspicious of this? Yeah, like, we've seen the Oceans movies, you know? They'd be on to him. And what, is, what does Q do with this money? Invested oh, in the go. latest invention, a ghetto blaster. <laughs> That's how he afforded it. <laughs> oh, oh, she she sees a woman with a cat, so that must automatically mean that we're going to get one of the greatest one-liners in James Bond. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at this already. Uh. Like, okay, could would there have been enough money to convince <laughs> Donald Pleasance or Telly Savalas to do that? Uh, I don't know. I reckon Christoph Waltz would have gone. He does a lot for his role. Yeah. <laughs> Cuckoo. <laughs> the sets are pretty good. Like, some of the sets. Not all of them. But, like, this set looks great. Yeah. And now he's wearing, like, I don't know what he's wearing now. What's with that suit? It's got like weird patches on the shoulders. That's ugly. It looks like giant band-aids stuck on it. <laughs> it's like a western outfit or something like that. Why has James Bond never done a western? Western? Like you want cowboy James Bond? <laughs> I mean, that is space James Bond. Like why can't we do... Well, we got oh. Cow- Daniel Craig, Cowboys and Aliens. That's close enough. <laughs> I still haven't seen that. And, like, okay, I don't know. My James Bond does not wear a turtleneck. <laughs> Ryan from Survivor. What is that, like, jacket? That is old man jacket. Like, okay, probably fashionable in the 70s, but, like, nowadays, that's just something I witnessed, you know, an old man wearing down at the local restaurant eating his soup. <laughs> restaurant eating place. <laughs> the place where you go and eat stuff at a restaurant. Where are the... Digging things used for food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, groundbreaking special effects. 
Yeah, th- it doesn't this, look that bad. <laughs> well, this part doesn't, but once the lasers are firing, I'm going to put that up as the worst effects in Bond history. Way worse Even than more the... So- Yes, more than the iceberg <laughs> surfing. <laughs> Did you like that picture I uh, tagged oh, you in on? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, when we're recording this, uh, Prince Charles has just gone and visited the set of Bond Twenty Five, and there was like a shot of him and Ray Fiennes, and like the cast like laughing really hard, and somebody's put a speech bubble on it saying like, "And then he surfs the water after <laughs> the iceberg." <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part was you you tagged me and Noah by name in the comments, and Noah decided to tag you in the name by comments (laughs) with a frowning face. (laughs) I still love that um, that 50th anniversary Bond one that they did um, when they're interviewing Pierce Brosnan, and he's there cracking up laughing about how bad Die Another Day was. (laughs) And then they had me surfing! (laughs) I love Pierce Brosnan. What a man. Oh, he's amazing. You know, we're, we're, we do have – we're getting closer to the end here. But we do have two other episodes that are planned for the next two months that are not commentaries. We still have to do the draw on the end of this because I, I, it would be great if we could just wrap up Pierce. Well, we can just make an executive decision. But, oh, look, we just <laughs> drew number 18. How about if we draw – if we, we do it three times and we don't get a new one, we do Tomorrow Never Dies? Sure. Deal. <laughs> No, we're not now. We're going to get like fucking octopusy or something. <laughs> Throw a oh, headline see, look at these that some... Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> I just want awesome powers right here. Is this turning you on, baby? <laughs> or just have the whole, you know, moment. Wow, and it just looks like a giant wang. Pay attention. <laughs> have Woody Harrelson in there. Wow, that's a huge one. Oh, I've seen bigger. It just reminds me of something with two balls. <laughs> oh, North Dakota. Gold, gold member, the funny one when they, they repeat that they got the Osbournes. They're just recycling that joke from the last one. You know that one <laughs> in the last Austin Powell movie where they said the one with the giant schlong? <laughs> yeah, North Dakota, the iconic James Bond location. I bet you, like, nothing much happens in North Dakota, so you guarantee they actually have tours there. Now, that looks terrible. Yeah, oh, and I love that the flame comes out of the water as if flames can emerge from water. You know, there was that real thing, and it was, I think it was a 70s thing, wasn't it, with explosions where sparks came out of the explosions? Like, mm, before like the they read... Yeah, before they did Star Wars, it was the sparks. And even, like, Back to the Future 3, when the train goes over the canyon like there's these sparks that come out of it like that to me is where like some of these movies look so dated because like you know explosions do not have sparks come out of them like that no everything just goes red yes and look at those guys on fire yes (laughs) (laughs) Colin's favorite moment (laughs) I love that that security guard there does he put his hands on his mouth like (gasps) or is he on the phone (laughs) You believe this whole damn country has been held a ransom? <laughs> a cassette tape. What would happen if, like, this nuclear supremacy thing came about and then, I don't know, like, Guam or, you know, like, 
Samoa became like a nuclear superpower. Like they were so cheap or something like that. Nothing against Guam and Samoa, but like, you know. Uh, no, my money would just be on North Dakota. <laughs> Canada became a nuclear superpower. You don't have it's nuclear a... weapons, do you? Uh, I, I, if we do, we don't talk about it. <laughs> we're not advertising. <laughs> oh, no way. Carl, typical Canadian answer. I don't know what you're talking about, eh? The new Cold War. Baja. Manitoba. <laughs> oh, yeah. Baja. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to see that. Manitoba versus North Dakota. Two rivals finally battle it out. This is where I'm hoping that uh, with the Raptors winning, it's going to start this like massive trend for a second NBA team in uh, Canada, and it's going to be like the Manitoba Moose. (laughs) Well, that's our hockey team. Well, the Manitoba Monkeys. (laughs) We had, um, it was minor league basketball. We had the Winnipeg, uh, they started as the Thunder. Okay, so over the course of, I think, six years, they went from being the Winnipeg Thunder to the Winnipeg cyclone to the winnipeg something else like we went through three names in like six years they went from the thunder to the storm to the (laughs) gale force winds to the light breeze (laughs) we we like to be realistic with the weather it changes a lot the winnipeg cloudy with a chance of showers it's like when you have sporting mascots like new orleans pelicans to me is like the worst mascot in sport like oh fear the pelican Coming after you. And all of a sudden, this is the only place where there aren't signs on everything. Like, well, I want to see. What is that sign? It says, if in doubt, ask. Like, if in <laughs> doubt, what? <laughs> Don't know like what a... country to blow up? If in doubt, ask. <laughs> 21 days without an accident. Those signs always worry me. Like, I don't want to know when the last time there was an accident. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to be the one who has to change that to zero. Yeah. But if you're showing up there, like, on the one day, like, oh, I'm going to visit, you know, this factory, and all of a sudden there's a worker changing it to, like, zero. <laughs> now, here's here's a scene that, because I think I saw this movie after the original Avengers, you know, the, the Ray Fiennes, Uma Thurman, um, <laughs> the adaptation came out. The more iconic one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this even at the time, bothered me because this is how they traveled in the Avengers movie, which Connery was the villain in. So I can't watch this because as as bad as, you know, some of the Bond movies are, if you're going to pick the worst spy movie of all time, it's got to be the 1998 Avengers. I'm sorry, but these are the worst villains ever. Like, legitimately, you see this falling out of the sky and you don't get suspicious of it. Shoot it! Like, blow it up! Turn your laser on it. They've only got themselves to blame. This is literally a place that's blowing up nuclear weapons. Like, they should be on those heightened security that, like, the military and the full force of, like, the global, <laughs> you know, might is about to come down on you. And you just let this silver ball float up. And go, Hello, I'm a West inspection. Um, and then you just casually put him on an elevator. <laughs> Osama bin Laden hid for how long under a mountain and didn't get caught by the US. Like, these guys are just dumb. And why is there a giant purple balloon there? <laughs> it's Blofeld's birthday. <laughs> he arrived on a very special night. <laughs> He's still got that stick cigarette thing. 
Doesn't make you look cool. <laughs> and why do they have like a lightning bolt on their helmets? <laughs> we play for the Winnipeg Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Tiffany Case is chilling reading a magazine. See, this is the problem with her character is that even if you can get some enjoyment out of how bad she is, none of it makes sense. Like, I guess I'm working with the good guys. I'm with the bad guys. I understand what they were probably going for with this, but it doesn't work. She just seems like she's just there and then gone and then with somebody else then gone. What are those pens? Or actually, are they pens or are they his cigarette holders? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're his cigarette holders. <laughs> Um, that's a very expensive piece of technology, Blofeld. They're rare in 1971. That looks like a very uncomfortable couch. I think that's the bikini. No, <laughs> well, I would be pretty uncomfortable in it. Why does she have to like lay down so seductively? Like, hello, boys. I'm in a bikini. <laughs> we already know Blofeld's not going for her. He's got his <laughs> eye on Bond. He is super flirtatious with Bond in this movie. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, no, I see it. Definitely, um, Silver is not Silver's not the first gay villain. Well, bi villain, whatever you want to say. Winton Kid. No, it's Blowfield. <laughs> <laughs> Bum crack. Why isn't it blurred? Oh, now it is. Now you can't see it. <laughs> oh, Professor Dr. Mertz. And Professor, Doctor, Sir, Sergeant, if in doubt, ask. <laughs> what is if in doubt, ask? Like, it's just... I think they just left that up there accidentally. Like, it's for the filming process. <laughs> All that smut in traffic in New York. Oh, and the drop mic moment on Kansas. We shut down <laughs> Kansas. No one will ever hear about it. I mean, you just fucking half destroyed North Dakota, and people are hearing about that. <laughs> Kansas is probably a little bit more prominent, like Superman's from there. You think the news spread? It's like, they just took out North Dakota. What? I didn't know it was still part of the country. <laughs> well, now it's not. You're welcome. I love that look. And you get one guy with a gun to stare him down. Oh, I've got him, Chief. Don't worry. I've got my gun. Oh, Jesus. At least she's put on a... Whatever that Superman. is. I love how they just mentioned Superman. Kansas. Huh? Oh, that's... I get it. Ha <laughs> ha. Ten minutes and counting. I swear oh, that, that guard is a mannequin. Like he has not blinked. <laughs> Seriously, like in Inspector, like when they put out job applications, it's like, all right, yeah, I'd like, really like to apply for the job of the the guy who counts down. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, at Jesus. the um, the uh, what do you call it? the Henchman Academy? <laughs> no pollution, not any. Take everything. <laughs> Very environmentally cautious, uh, the uh, uh, Spectre. <laughs> do they have Do they have tryouts for the countdown? Like, do they get there and they're like, five minutes and count? No, you're not believable enough. Look, the balloon. 
That was for Blofeld's birthday. <laughs> and then shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> you could have shot Bond instead. No, no. Not a balloon. The bus and had like, no pollution of any kind. That's polluting. Obviously, they're assuming this is some type of signal. No, no, it's going to be a signal to his friends. Okay, so what was the assumption when Bond... Felix, how am I going to signal you are on the boat? Balloons. <laughs> there surely be balloons. It's Blofeld's birthday. <laughs> and why does Tiffany run in there and just slightly nudge a guard before coming down on the ground and be like, are you okay? <laughs> that guard is... Like, they're terrible. Like, you just got assaulted by one of your prisoners. <laughs> Salt of Ack. We Look, have it's the, sec- the time in the world. What if the helicopter like gets caught up in the balloon and dies? Why are they wearing life jackets? <laughs> <laughs> they think they're going to crash? Daniel Craig wouldn't be wearing a life jacket. Daniel Craig would be shirtless, rubbing <laughs> butter on himself. <laughs> Where were the other helicopters five seconds ago? <laughs> This is like in, in Skyfall when all of a sudden they just show up out of nowhere. And what are the odds they're going to spot any balloon? <laughs> but why do they even need to see the balloon? Like, is because like they know where he is. Exactly. Baja. Baja. <laughs> why did you have a balloon tied up, you knob? <laughs> Damn it. I told them not to put a balloon up. That's clearly going to be our giveaway. That's a big Not game. a happy birthday for Blofeld. <laughs> Where's my pushy? <laughs> Bond was taking a dump there again. <laughs> Every time you see him locked away somewhere, he's taking a dump. He's got um, some mad constipation. Vegas is not his friend. Why do they have helicopters? Why don't they just have, like, jets? Why don't they just drop a nuke on it? <laughs> nuke him in the face! <laughs> nuke him in the face! Because <laughs> all their bombs are gone. North Dakota got destroyed, remember? The only place in the United States with nuclear warheads. North Dakota! See, only, it needs to be good for one thing. <laughs> and I, I will say, I think this movie could have been better if they had done the climax they intended, you know? With the, uh, the the little submarine things, and then not missing the explosion or barely catching the explosion with the accident. Like, did we talk about? We I think we talked about we that. We did, on that. yeah. Like they they filmed something and they mucked it up or something, didn't they? Yeah, like the explosion went off too early, and suddenly they're like, "Oh, it's in the middle of the explosion. Roll the cameras." <laughs> right, right there. He's like, "We have a bathroom case." I just the thing that just amazes me though that that's a literal excuse. Like, oh, we only had one shot of doing this. Like, could you imagine that, like, an Avengers movie or something like yeah. that, or a modern movie where it's like we've only got one chance to blow up this, like Independence Day. Like, oh fuck, halfway through the White House blowing up, we only press record then. Like, that's yeah. a kill Phil excuse. <laughs> like, that's not a Hollywood blockbuster excuse. I love when people get shot in old movies. Bond's <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, I'm almost done here. We're out of bathroom paper. <laughs> What's the toilet paper? <laughs> I can't wash my hands. That's unsanitary. 
Let's just lock him in a room with a tunnel. <laughs> Look at that explosion! The helicopter. <laughs> Holy crap! The effects get worse. Oh, Star Wars is only six years away, people. It's all good. <laughs> now, this is actually the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Luke, Leia. Hear me, Tiffany. <laughs> Hear me. We have to go back. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> There's our one man. Jesus Christ. There's our one mannequin uh, guard there with his gun. <laughs> I swear there's still more helicopters than there were five minutes ago and two of them have been I blown know. up. <laughs> Everybody's just working casually at their stations. Like they didn't hear everything going on and all of a sudden, oh, cover our heads. Stop, drop, and roll, man. <laughs> It's in Goldeneye, like, when we fought over, like, if those people died. Like, Boris just sits there, everything's getting blown up. <laughs> Prepare my bathos up. <laughs> Prepare my bathy, and I want my little rubber ducky. <laughs> rubber I want a lavender bath. <laughs> and a magazine rack. <laughs> and bubbles. Don't forget the bubbles. Oh, wow, look what the bubbles dragged in. <laughs> I want one of them. They're cool. The baffle subs. <laughs> now, now, I, okay, I'm going to take it back. Like, uh, maybe the climax wouldn't be because we saw the effects of the helicopters blowing up, and I <laughs> doubt that these things really worked in the water. <laughs> Did they even <laughs> use the James Bond theme in this movie? Uh,. I'm trying to remember when. I don't think they do. The gun barrel? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Why is no one shooting this and the helicopter and Bond not like, come on. Yeah. Uh, what, the breathing systems weren't on before? How are you breathing? And and this is of all the lame ways to kill your villain. <laughs> I'm just going to swing you around. How is unconscious? Sorry. Yeah. I love that Blofeld just keeps assuming this is some idiotic guard. Wake up, you man. You stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you almost killed me. I love the slight smirk on Bob's face. Finally, revenge. Revenge for my wife. I can this swing you around. Sense. And Blofeld's like, I knew I should have made you the countdown guy. We get to see the countdown guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally Sean Connery acting in this movie. Five minutes <laughs> and counting. <laughs> we get the 007 theme here. Uh, I, we, we came off of Our Majesty's Secret Service... Two men fighting on the back of a bobsled to the death. And now, how does this epic feud end? I'm going to bash him into the wall. Just making someone dizzy. <laughs> I'm going to make him so he can throw up all over the battle shop. And Tiffany Case with a gun. This has got to be one of the worst shots ever. I love that. Shoot him! <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> oh... 
Okay, I'm, I I never thought I would say this, but like Denise Richards deserves a lot less criticism now that you watch this. <laughs> you know, it reminds you of uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies when she picks up the gun for the first time. <laughs> now they run. <laughs> I want more men on fire. <laughs> Burn, damn it. Connery's Olympic diving here. <laughs> and for Scotland, <laughs> Connery, Sean. <laughs> yes, I really don't think he uh, pulled off the execution there quite correctly. If you look here on the slow motion of the dive, yeah, just the entry there, too much splash. I don't think the judges are going to mark him highly for that one. Overcorrected on his rotation. See, okay, we caught the explosion halfway through, but it's almost like they cut the cameras too early too because all of a sudden – yeah. Like, why didn't you let it roll a little longer? And now we're on the Titanic. Where's yeah. Jack and Fabrizio? I will never forget <laughs> you. <laughs> I can see the Statue of Liberty already. Very small, of course. That stream is polluted a lot. <laughs> Who cleans that up? Not the... Oh, wow, Winton Kid. Just... <laughs> They're on a cruise. It's a honeymoon. What were they doing in that cabin? Checking the oil temperature. Do you have protection? <laughs> I want you to draw me like one of your French girls, John. <laughs> Wearing this. Wearing only this. This is just um, Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he recognize them as the guys who are caressing flowers at the graveyard? <laughs> Oysters. And, yeah. and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> And those little hot dogs that you like in little buns. <laughs> cut the crusts off your sandwiches for you. And for madam, some Fruit Loops with a side of sugar. I'm a man who likes my cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I want my Timbits. Where are my Timbits? <laughs> I asked for my juicy box. Where is it? He smells the cork. Is that a thing? 1971. <laughs> Oh, he does recognize it. What's with his hair, like, comb over on his forehead? (laughs) (laughs) I expected a claret. I don't know why that's funny, but it's just, it's funny. (laughs) And again, he's a really bad agent if he can only recognize people by aftershave and not the fact you walked right past them before you got knocked out. And oh. you're judging these people because they don't know what a claret is. Yeah, what if he was just a really poor waiter who had a bad aftershave? 
Oh, there's some of that miming from Tiffany Case. Great <laughs> help you ask. <laughs> Colin's favorite bit of the entire movie. <laughs> he has such a maniacal laugh when someone's burning. <laughs> I, I don't. It wasn't on this show, but on one of our shows, I was mentioning this movie I tried watching that had um, Woody Harrelson and Naomi Watts and Brie Larson in it, called The Glass Castle. And there's a scene where there's a little girl who's like stirring a pot on the stove and she catches fire and it just cuts to a shot of her burning. <laughs> I'm like, still kind of funny. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be. Oh, here we go. Uh, the, this is ooh! the first Bond movie with a nut shot and the first one with a wedgie. Classy. And why is his guts not going everywhere? Like, he just got blown up. I just wanted him to explode in sparks since it was 71. <laughs> Did the zoom in blow up like the helicopter from before? <laughs> yes. And again, everyone in that boat doesn't hear an explosion and see a burning man <laughs> fall out. Everyone's just too busy on their cruise. Oh, what was that, Mildred? Oh, nothing, just some fireworks. Move on. It was just a little fireworks. <laughs> fireworks right ahead! Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, look, again, it's, it's, it's <laughs> random fun. Maybe it doesn't hold up as well when you're doing commentary with somebody who doesn't like it. But, I mean, in all seriousness, we joke about Noah, but it would have been good to have him on here. Just to, you know. Jesus, how many hotels have they been to? All of them. Wait, does Hertz rent a car in there? Circus. No. Oh, was that Sean Connery? Oh. <laughs> I see now. Lighter. It's not even Felix. It's just lighter. <laughs> it's a genuine Felix lighter. Doctor. Are you sure that's not Doctor Professor? Sir Doctor, Sergeant Major. There's really not anybody in this movie. Like they don't poor old like, like random henchman number three. Boom. This is the slowest credits ever. The shortest credits ever. <laughs> Well, that sucked. Um, Back in the good old days when they used to uh, tell you what the next movie was. Um, So, uh, any final thoughts or do we just get to the draw? Let's get to the draw. We've dealt with enough of this garbage. (laughs) All right. So that means we go to our good old friend at andrew.hedges.name forward slash experiments forward slash random. It's been a while since I've said those words. Uh, And we are hoping for Tomorrow Never Dies. So I'm hoping to see the number 18 if I press this button. Let's press it. We have the number four, Thunderball. All right. All right. Another corner. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Thunderball, but you are. So <laughs> I just can't wait for the super fast boat at the end. Um, what else have we got coming up, though, Colin? You said we've got two other episodes before we get to a commentary. Well, let's tease what those two episodes are for the next two months because, hey, we're on a schedule now. Um, we have... This may be the next episode. We're hoping to actually do this today at the time you listen to this. But uh, one of our other co-hosts from the Oz Network, Anthony Rossi, uh, messaged me a little over a month ago. And he was telling me, you know, I actually just was re-watching all the Bond movies. And it's amazing how different my rankings are to yours. And uh, he sent me his rankings, at least updated. This was just for got to the Craig movies. And, uh, yeah, it's different from ours, all right. <laughs> uh, but... 
he was saying, you know, you know, I thought maybe I could like come on the show and go over with you. And I, I actually thought that was a fun idea. And Ben kind of agreed. So we're going to do a special guest host ranking episode with good old Anthony Rossi. And he'll run through his list and we'll kind of pick it to pieces and debate. And he can tell us what we've been wrong about. And we could tell him why he's wrong. Um, although I like some of his rankings, especially he hadn't gotten to die another day when he messaged me this list. And I'm like, you got to tell me when you get to die another day. And I won't spoil it too much, but um, he was pretty fair to it, uh, at least from my opinion. <laughs> but then he had like octopusy, like ridiculous. Pretty high. high. Yeah. <laughs> so it'll be fun. We're getting a completely different perspective. And uh, then if we can't line that up, if he doesn't finish the Craig movies in time for recording of the next episode, uh, we're going to go back to the rankings, I think. I don't know if we decided what we're going to do. Uh, um, should we decide on one? Uh, I guess this is without Noah again, isn't it? Cause no- <laughs> Unless he decides to join us. Uh, well, 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 we've done the villains, we've done the songs, we've done the bonds. I was, I was thinking pre-title scenes. That's something, there's not too much to talk about, but it, all almost all the movies have them. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. Um, sure, why not? Either all that right. or the Bond girls. But I mean, that I feel <laughs> That's like a big... no one. I feel like no one needs to be on for the Bond girls. Yeah. So next month will either be Anthony Rossi's rankings, or it will be uh, ranking the pre-title scenes. Um, and I'm putting it up there. Doctor No for the win. Uh, no. Um, we already talked about it for your eyes only. It's not Diamonds Are Forever. We know that much. <laughs> Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> uh, so we will be back in another month's time. We're getting really good at this. Thank you for listening. Um, it's uh, actually impressive to see week after week that sometimes we get more downloads for Double Law 7 than we do our show that we put all of our work into. So thanks for being patient. <laughs> thanks, everyone. We appreciate you listening to one of our shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just don't care as much as you do. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> and Bond 25. We're going to eventually get oh, there. Yes. 16 episodes. Daniel Craig's back to filming. He's working out in a leg cast, making Jamie drool. Um, lots of fun <laughs> stuff coming up. She loves a good injured man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tasty broken leg. Mm. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back soon. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, are we on Instagram with Double Law 7? I don't think so. No, it's too much work. Start a petition, so. hashtag Double Law 7 for Instagram. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it out there. If we get one person email asking for it, I will set it up. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is one. Come Actually, on, no, be that. Com- you, be that you have to, it makes a difference. Comment on iTunes. That's where we yes. do it. That's it. Like We need if them. We I don't think we've get- got any. If we get one, re- people are listening. That's why I'm surprised. We get thousands, sometimes thousands of downloads. We want one of you to comment on iTunes, and we will create an Instagram page. And there will be all types of fun, including many pictures of my three-year-old watching on Her Majesty's Secret Service. We will put that out there. Um, Screenshots of Die Another Day every day. Exactly. <laughs> and Noah getting kidnapped by Korean cab drivers. <laughs> He has to tell that story. It's so funny. <laughs> we'll record even just a one segment for the Rossi episode or something. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see you soon. My name is Colin and Tickle Me Dong, Mr. Waterworth. <laughs> and my name is Baha. Good evening, Mr. Baha. Right idea, Mr. Baha. But wrong pussy. I tend to notice little things like that, whether a girl is a blonde or... And which do you prefer? 
Oh, providing the collars and cuffs match. I must say, Miss Case seems quite attractive for a lady. <laughs> you are English. I speak English. Who is your floor? I'm Bambi. And I'm Thumper. I'm Klaus Hergesheimer, G-section. Oh, how are things in G-section? Bert Saxby, tell him he's fired. Hi, I'm Plenty. But of course you are. Plenty are too. Named after your father, perhaps. Who's she, you mother? You dirty double-crossing limey thing. Keep leaning on that tutor, Charlie, and you're gonna get a shot in the mouth. Will you please leave, you irritating man? Your brother, Mr. Franks? Yes, it was. I got a brother. Small world. Baja. I haven't got a thing at Baja. Exceptionally fine shot. I didn't know it was a pool down there. Curious how everyone who touches those diamonds seems to die. And I've smelled that after shave before, and both times I've smelled a rat. I was just out walking my rat and I seem to have lost my way. Heartwarming, Mr. Wimp. A glowing tribute, Mr. Kid. You stupid twit, you put the real one back Come in. Come on. Can we surrender? This is not the madness! We're showing a bit more cheek than usual out there. Well, he certainly left with his tails between his legs. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, Mr. Wood. Let me see, you are, uh, Professor Dr. Metz. Metz. How do you spell? One of us smells like a tart's handkerchief. Come in, Larry. Larry? I think Larry got him. boy, Larry. Come in. Larry? Larry? boy, Larry. I want to let you folks know you've been a lousy audience. So get lost. See you later. Blow up your pants.